BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, y'all? This is Brother Ali in the mix with Tim Einekel on the library. Rapstation.com. Keep it right here. I'm a little crazy. I'm a little Lazarus is a Pakistani-American rapper and a doctor from Detroit, Michigan. He once was invited to Def Jam founder Russell Simmons' home to perform where he received a standing ovation from Russell Simmons himself. I am pleased to welcome Lazarus to the library with Tim Anikel on rapstation.com. Uh, welcome, man. Thanks for joining us. What's going on? How's it going, Tim? Cool. Thank you, man. Uh, so first off, I mean, just tell us, tell the listener a little bit about who is Lazarus. Who is Lazarus? Um, well, Lazarus is there's a long history to Lazarus. Lazarus is a he's a recording artist. You know, he's a hip hop artist. Um, we've been doing this for about twelve to fourteen years now. And basically, what Lazarus is is you know it's, it's a character. You know, it's a biblical biblical name. Um, it's the character that was resurrected um, in the Bible that you read you know it, it's a it's a character that that had life put instilled back into him and basically that metaphor resonates with with what i've experienced because I, i'm a pakistani american I'm, I'm a muslim and i've had so much so much uh strain growing up in my life just because of that and just because i wanted to do hip-hop and my ethnicity was a big factor working against me that you know, there were times in my career early on where people told me that there was no possibility for you to break in this industry because of your ethnicity, your race, and your religion. And so that was before I had the name Lazarus. And the Lazarus name, I, I took that out because one day I said, I said to myself, you know what, I want to be the one to break that barrier. I want to be the one to break through. And I'm like, I'm going to resurrect that pain that I believe myself that I wouldn't be able to do it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to resurrect that pain. And the other side of that is I want to resurrect hip-hop music, period. So that's where the Lazarus name comes from. Yeah, that's Lazarus. In, in, your, in your track, uh, Living My Dream, you have a great line, and I'm going to quote it. It's, uh, you say, now, I've, now I'm found to be a role model to my own self. Um, yes. If you can, I, I mean, that line I, was one of those lines where I just kind of kept on uh, rewinding my iPod, so to say, just to kind of hear that over and over again. Um I thought it was a really great line. So can you just talk about that line a little more? And, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that you, bet that, you know, you actually found that line interesting. That's, you know, that's, that's definitely a powerful line for me because, honestly, growing up in my life, I didn't have – I had role models in my life. I had a lot of people I aspired to be like. I had a lot of inspirations in my life, but I never had somebody that I could so, so closely connect my own personal story to 
that it was it was extremely frustrating. You know, it was extremely frustrating for me to grow up because the person who I was and what I really wanted to be, there was no direct there was no direct role model for me. And when I started making the music that I started doing and, and, and started to speak on the experiences that I went through, I felt like there was a channel that started to get developed for other kids. And, and that's actually the biggest motivation for me is when these other kids that are going through very, very, very similar experiences to what I went through. And they're able to say, yo, Laz is, is allowing me to cope with that. But I didn't have anything like that in the media or something, something in the form of music or entertainment that I could relate to that would help me cope with my hardships and experiences that I went through. That's why I say, you know, I, I became a role model to myself because I can listen to my own music now as therapy because I'm like, yeah, I experienced that and now it's on record. I can listen to it from, from, from a speaker and it can, it can make me feel, it can, it can allow me to, to release that inner pain that I have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was one of those lines where you where you hear it and you're like, it's not, it's not, it's not a line where he's just trying to tell us how great he is. You know, it's, he's not... He's not, he's not trying to be like this cocky dude who's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I don't forget about everyone else. I'm, I'm the, I'm the role model. I should be the role model to you, to you, to you, and to my. And now I'm, I'm great. It's so great that I'm the role model to myself. It was one of those lines that really spoke, I think, volumes to what you went through as a an inspiring, an inspiring MC, a Pakistani American MC who obviously didn't have other Pakistani people rapping. Um, so I, yeah, exactly. so it definitely was one of those lines where I was like, "Wow, that's." A, I mean, it was it was a great line. It is a great line. It's you know, it's it's a, it's one of my favorite songs on on that on on that mixtape. So I thought it was really cool. That was so merciless, bursting with energy, infatuated with poetry in its surface. I was destined to be a rapper, but a rapper with a purpose. All the stuff I grew up on, no one else talked on, I talked on. I walked on that thin rope, no one walked on while I sparked bombs. Launch rounds, Pakistani, and now I'm found as a role model to my own self. For the first time, I could go follow my whole model. Kill them all and go full throttle. Don't stop though, make it a fight. Breaking every stereotype for making it right through the face of a mic. Ain't no better weapon to oppression than a voice with a passion. But I wasn't scared to take action. Not in no faction. I was solo. I, I want to go back to something. You know, in the intro, I mentioned you were not just a, an MC, but you were also a doctor. Uh, how do you balance life as an MC, and how do you balance your life as a doctor? I don't know. I guess that's my that's my magic trick. I guess everyone <laughs> got their magic trick, and you know, you got you got the Houdinis, and you know, you got the David Copperfield, man, and that and that's that's my little magic trick. But you know what? The secret is simple. Time management, hard work, passion, dedication. Um, and that's actually a magic trick that I want to share with as many people as I possibly can because there's, there's a lot of people that grow up you know, living in their worlds and their lives and, you know, they have certain passions or something that they really feel like they could excel in. Like, you know, I, I know kids that say, you know, I, I know for a fact I'm so good I could be in the NBA. Like, they have these passions, these dreams. But they give them up because because of somebody telling them, hey, you know, it's not a field that, that's very viable for you. You know, it's not something that you could really attain. It's it's kind of like, you know, you're just you're 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 living in a bubble, you know, you you're not you're not really gonna be able to do it. But I'm like, no, if you believe, truly believe that you can do something, you gotta keep striving for it, you gotta keep pushing for it. But at the same time they also tell you, but also you should try to attain something that's gonna be you know, that, that that's that's going to hold stable, something that you could hold on to and educate yourself. Go to school. Like, a lot of people give up school for, for their dreams, and I'm like, you know what, how about this? How about I, I steady work on school, 
I keep doing that, you know, and I, and I keep educating my brain and at the same time keep fulfilling my passion. And it's just, I stuck with it. I kept doing it. I said, you know what? This is my passion. I love to do it. I don't want to stop rapping and I don't want to stop medicine either. And it's just like, I kept following both paths. And I just, even to this day, like I'm able to work, I'm, I've almost divided my life in, in, into this comic book story where I'm a doctor, but at the same time I could switch and flip into this MC who could battle and destroy anybody, you know, and, and, and I'm not, I'm saying that, you know, figuratively, metaphorically, or however you want to say it, but, you know, that's how I feel. Cool. I, in, in, in your music, you talk about how you, you, in elementary school, you realized you wanted to be a doctor, and that was one of your, you know, obviously, that was a dream you had, and you fulfilled that dream, uh, or continuously fulfilling that dream. Um, when did you know you wanted to, you, you kind of had this, this, this urge or this kind of the burn to be to be an MC, and then what I guess what 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 drew you to rap music the form and the culture um man I mean honestly bro it started from the very beginning I was in the hip-hop since I was a baby like my older brother got me into hip-hop and, and like that's that that was our outlet you know because I always felt like an outcast my whole life and and, and just to have music like, you know, just, I, I mean, I, I rooted back to all the old, like, I went to Run DMC, EPMD, Public Enemy, you know, NWA, Rakim, um, Grandmaster Flash, just from the root all the way. And then I just, I just built from that to, to Wu-Tang and, and Nas and M. And, like, I kind of, like, I kind of listened to hip-hop and used it as, a, as an outlet for myself. Like, I felt like that was the only form of expression that I could listen to just before I started rapping that I could actually take any kind of pain that I went through in my own life and translate into some euphoric experience where I could actually feel like, yo, you know what? There's people going through pain in their life right now, and I could hear it in that, and it just made me comfortable just with my own pain. And and there came a point where, you know, everybody was rapping. Like, everyone was playing basketball. Everybody was rapping. So, like, there came a point where, like, yo, lads, why don't you well, – they're not lads at the time, but they were asking me, they're like, yo, why don't you try – because all my friends were doing it, so it was just a pastime. So, you know, I was listening to some Wu-Tang records at the time, like my favorite track. Um, I think that was right when uh, Wu-Tang Forever came out. And I was listening to, I was listening to Triumph, and, that, and something about that song, it was just, uh, I kept listening to it. I kept rewinding every verse, and I was so infatuated with the lyrics and the, and the way that the vocabulary was placed. And I'm like, man, hip-hop, people don't know hip-hop is like what it could do to you and how it can make you feel intellectually. So then I started putting together like lines from my biology class and I started putting those into my, um, this was in high school and I started putting those into rhymes and then it just, it just the pastime built and it just built and built and it became, it, it became my favorite thing to do when I wasn't doing school or whatever, you know? Oh, nice, nice. Um, it, it, on your debut album, uh, chapter one, the Prince who would be King, you did a track with, uh, Royce to five nine. Um, what yeah. was that, what was that experience like for you and what did you learn recording with Royce the Five Nine? Man, me and Royce, actually, we record at the same studio um, in Detroit, and, and, and I, I linked up with his engineer. Um, wait, like, you know, he was one, his engineer, his name's Ivy Duncan, uh, and his and producer, he was, um, you know, he I, he had actually uh, produced, or he had, he engineered the uh, song uh, Bad Me Feeble on the original Slim Shady LP. Nice. He actually, um, and so he was the one that, you know, I had, my butt had been so strong, like, I, I had just been battling on, you know, at Wayne State and stuff, and he found me, and he was just like, yo, lads, you got a lot of talent, 
I want to bring you in the studio. So I started recording at that studio free of charge. I mean, at, at no expense. He thought I was so dope that he just started recording me at his high-end studio. I was like, wow, no, 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 no cost for studio session. I was nice. so happy about that. But I started recording, and then, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, Roy's coming through, you know, he's going to I'm like, wow, okay, Royce the five nine. That's what's up. And then, you know, he actually he actually got me on the phone with Royce, and he's like, yo, uh, I got Royce on the phone. And then I and then he's like he's like, yo, Royce, man, this is lyricist Lazarus. I got man, this dude is dope. He put me on the phone, and you know me, man. I just got on the phone and just started spitting the dude. Nice, <laughs> nice. So so Royce so Royce came to the studio like um, you know a few weeks uh, a couple weeks after that we linked up and. He heard me spit, and he saw my hunger, and he's like, "Yo, man, let me let me let me jump on this record, man, and, and drop something for you." So it was it was a dope experience because like to get to get respect from Royce was was a big deal for me. You know, it was like, you know, Royce Royce the five nine. He's you know he's, a, he's definitely a lyricist that I looked up to, and and just to have him co-sign me and, and say, "Yo, you know this kid is dope," and he was in the studio telling me like, "Man, this kid's energy level is is, is next level," you know, and so it was definitely a big. Uh, you know, push for me just mentally, just to take keep taking this to the next level. You know, did you did you feel at all? I mean, since you you know, uh, Royce was one of the, uh, wasn't wasn't one of the MCs that you were looking up to or looked up to. Uh, did you feel at all like this weird extra sense of pressure to, you know, like I kind of like step up your game to a whole new level because you were going to be on a track with Royce. Man, I, 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 I look at that. I think of um, you know holding my own on every single record that I'm on. So. You know, my whole thing is, you know, I have something to prove. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of my, I'm the only one of my kind. So it's like, no matter what I do, no matter what step I take, no matter what kind of song or who I get to, on the song with, I always have to hold my own. I feel like, you know, it's me. I always have that me against the world mentality. And when I got on a record with him, or if I get on a record with anyone, you know, it, it, no, no matter who it is, like, I want to make sure that I hold my own on the track. Like, I don't want to get on a track. And have anybody say, "Yo, yo, Laz, you know, Laz wasn't as good as whoever else, whoever the other artist was. Who, no, no matter who that artist is, I want to hold my own on the track. Like that's my whole thing. And so, you know, I always step my game up for every record. But for Royce, of course, yeah, I would definitely have my my, my sword sharp, sharpened up for that." Straight about the gutter, the desert is Segola. Lands an immigrant inside our border. My father, they told him, go back home, you say. Oh, but it only made him bigger. I was born, finger on trigger, the big picture. I was six, feeling like I was the big Simba, a symbol. That of a king who was ruling, and like Saladin. When he took over Jerusalem, I got a dream, like Martin Luther. That is shoot the human maneuver like a fire from a coon. Bazooka, the human doula. Obligata, then I gotta add the grip. I want to move on to a, a, another uh, another another track you did. It's uh, "Drug of Choice," uh, which reached over yeah. one million views on YouTube within two mo- months. Yeah. What do you think it yeah. was about the video uh, and the record which appealed to to you to your listeners? And also, why did you decide to film the video in Pakistan? Uh, the realism, man. I just, uh, you know, I filmed that video at a time when everyone, including Pakistani people, like everyone was talking about how dangerous it is to go to Pakistan. Everybody was talking about how it was, uh, you know, you're going to go there, you're going to get killed, or this is going to happen, and it's just a, a dangerous place. And, and I'm like, I was so, I was far from my roots because, you know, I, I hadn't been there in so long, you know, and, and I'm always thinking to myself, like, I'm a Pakistani American, but you know, I, I never, I haven't been to Pakistan in so long. I just felt like, you know what, 
I want to I want to make a song that really showcases who I am, where I come from. That's one thing I never want to forget. And I'm like, so I went to Pakistan and I filmed that video because I actually got a verse in there in my own native tongue. And uh, the singer that's sampled on there is a very, very popular uh, Pakistani uh, singer, Masud Fateh Ali Khan, and, uh, and we sampled him on the record. And I thought this is definitely something to break cultural boundaries. And just filming in Pakistan, I felt like it was only natural for that to happen. And, and it was successful because of the realism that we showed in the video. Like, like I showed that we could go to Pakistan and shoot a hip-hop video there. That's unprecedented. And I, and I felt like, you know, I want to be the one to do it. Well, what if at all? I mean, were there any um, were there any critiques of you coming in and doing a hip hop video or doing a rap song? Man, I, the way I am, bro. Like I just I go where I go and I just take charge. Like they they see what I'm doing and they get behind me. That's just the, that's that's the energy that I have to go everywhere with. You know? And and when I went to Pakistan and I asked them if I could shoot or anything, like they were just like, "Do what you got to do." This is. This is your country. I was like, all right, I'm going to do what I got to do. So I just went to the areas where I felt it, you know, looked right for the video. And I directed it myself. I directed that video. Oh, that's real dope. Um, I want to kind of continue on. Uh, Geo News shot a full feature documentary about your life in Detroit, um, yes. which was aired also to which was aired to also to the, the entire country of uh, Pakistan. What was the reaction like uh, in Pakistan and um what did what did you want what did you want people to take away from uh the documentary man they they love the documentary i think the documentary um touched a lot of people's hearts man because it showcased it to them that there is such a thing as as following your passion and dream to lead to success and uh people seeing that okay well you know this guy first the documentary just shows my my uh accomplishments to hip hop man and, and all the all the things that i've uh, done just with the hip-hop music and then it ventures into my medicine. And it, I had a lot of people hitting me up from overseas telling me, look, you know, your story inspired me to want to pursue school and my ex-passion, you know, whatever their, you know, quote-unquote ex-passion was, they wanted to pursue that and, you know, continue their education. So it kind of gave people that example. Like, people could say, yo, it's possible for me to do A and B, and balance the two and stuff, and, and I think that definitely, you know, definitely hit a lot of people, not only overseas, but just in general, just anyone that could take anything from that documentary. Cause they, made a, they made a version of it in English, too. I just don't have a copy of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> cool. I wanna, yeah. uh, you, did, you did a track, uh, Lay, uh, Lay the Law Down, which is not just a track, but also a video featuring uh, Detroit's D12. Uh, besides Eminem, what do you want listeners to know about the lyricists coming out of Detroit now? Man, um... The lyricists coming out of Detroit, man, I think that, you know, there's a lot of passion. And, and, and because just because of the, the nature of Detroit, man, every, you know, there's a lot of uh, just anger in a lot of people just because of the way the city is being run down and, and people just want to express themselves. Like, I almost feel like people are cornered into, in, into the only outlet they have is hip-hop. And the, the people that are actually, you know, um, pursuing the hip hop right now in Detroit are, are true lyricists, man, because they, they got some pain to talk about. They got something to talk about that's real. And, uh, you know, they, they're spitters, man. We battle, we have a culture of battling in Detroit. Um, not every city has that culture. And, you know, we, I grew up on that. I grew up on the battling. I used to battle in fees. That's how I earned my stripes in Detroit. And if, if you didn't battle, it's very hard to even have a name in Detroit or be recognized or respected in Detroit. And, um, I think that, the battling is really what crafts you to become a wordsmith. And, uh, you know, some are able to transcend from battling to songwriting. And I think that's very important for your uh, inevitable success. 
because you got to be able to write songs and catchy tunes um, and speak to the people as well. But the battling is definitely uh, very strong in Detroit. I want to. You touched on this earlier. You, t- you talked about the obstacles that you've kind of have run in. You ran into growing up as and and currently as a as an MC who who is uh, Pakistani American. Um, I was wondering if you could kind of elaborate a little more on what obstacles have you faced as a Pakistani American MC, but then also what obstacles have you faced as an MC who is also a doctor? Because I mean, I imagine what, what's interesting is that your 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 profession you have this profession as a doctor and then you're you're also an MC so the persona you take on like you can't you can't really take on that persona of being like a drug dealer or a murderer right because you're a doctor <laughs> so I was like wondering what what obstacles have you you you've encountered as a, a MC as a doctor as well all right so basically man um let's start with the first question the fact that I'm Pakistani and that I'm pursuing you know, hip hop, that, that's been a big obstacle. It's been a social obstacle. It's been, as an MC, you know, just when I stepped in the scene, the very first moment, people always looked at me as, uh, you know, as a joke. Oh, this guy, man, he can't rap. You know, there's no example of it. So everyone kind of treat until, until you show them that you have to respect me because of your skills. And it gets to the point where, like, I had so much anger in my heart. Like, when I used to battle rappers back in the day, that's where it started. Um, I used to have so much anger in my heart because I felt like I was fighting the whole world, not just one person, when they would battle me and, and say things about my race. Like, I felt like I was I, I was having to muster up something that, you know, literally I felt like I was fighting 100 guys at once. And, uh, and I had to have that passion to do it. It was tough, man. It was real tough. But as far as, um, you know, just later on, the race card played played a role in the future aspects too. Like, when the record labels, like when I did the thing with Russell Simmons last year, Labels started hitting me up after that, and, you know, when they, when they took notice of my race, they're like, you know what, what we need to do is we need to start marketing you as a Latino. Because they're like, you're dope. You can make songs and you're catchy, but we got to market you as a Latino because you know what's going on overseas, right, with your people and stuff and, and all that craziness. Well, you know, we can't promote that in the music business. And I'm just like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa. Um, that and same thing goes with me being a doctor. Like, oh, okay, so – you're a doctor, uh, yeah. That uh, that 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 doesn't really suit well with the uh, image that we want to push for a rapper to be a drug dealer. And I'm right. like, look, man, if you go back to the history of hip hop, which you obviously don't know anything about, right? And right. you go back to the origins of the rappers that talked about their struggles. I mean, go back to Chuck D. Look at the music that he was talking about. He wasn't talking about being a drug dealer. He was talking about some real stuff in his music about what's going on in the world. But no, you can't talk about that now. It's like you. You don't. They don't want to push you for being you. They want to push you to be part of that gimmick, to be right. part of that marketing engine that they have going on. They want to keep recycling the same music and just put random faces on the same idea. And my whole thing is, look, no, that's not what I'm in hip hop for. That's that's not what the, the the people who inspired me to do hip hop were in hip hop for. And my purpose in this hip hop is to have my own identity and to have my own audience to to be able to relate to me. And so, yeah, man. Like, I'm a doctor, I'm Pakistani, and I'm an MC. And I will represent that to the core every time you see me. Every time you see me or hear me in an interview, on a song, on a record, you'll never find the word phony, you'll never find the word fake, you'll never find the word wannabe, you'll always find the word real. I can feel it. He's a doctor, he's a rapper, he's an MC, he's went through these experiences, and I can feel it, it's real. Mm. Uh, Right now, which track do you think... Uh, that, from you, obviously. Which track 
uh, kind of best represents uh, who you, I guess, your struggles as an MC and like kind of who you are now as an MC? Oh, man, I think that Living My Dream track that you were talking about definitely encapsulates my storyline because I really touch on why I became a doctor. And it's not that I'm a doctor just because of the stability and the profession of, you know, being the one that, you know, people wanted me to be a doctor or somebody pushed me to be a doctor because, my, you know, when my grandmother died of diabetes, I really wanted to, to be somebody to help that situation. I wanted to be somebody that could help make the world a better place in some way, shape, or form. And I became infatuated with medicine just like I became infatuated with hip-hop to express to a, a, a millions upon millions of people who don't have a voice in this world. I wanted to be that voice. I wanted to be that gap. To, to, to bri- I wanted to be able to bridge that gap. And I feel like, you know, if I can make myself, you know, if I can sacrifice anything else that I could possibly do with my life to pursue that, I wanted to do that. That, that was my outlet. Because, you know, my father... You know, he came to, to, to America, man, um, with literally like $50 in his pocket. That's all he had. He was homeless. And, and my father was homeless. And, you know, when we were born, it was just like coming from nothing. He came from a village in Pakistan where, you know what I'm saying, to have a toilet in your own house is, is it's something glorified. Like, wow, you got a toilet. You're, you're the man. <laughs> and coming from that mentality, it's like, I don't want to just grow up with that mindset. You know, I, I carry that mindset in my life. I'm like, if you had to go through that kind of pain that we, we take everything for granted in our lives. And I'm like, I don't want to take anything for granted in my life. I just want to take that passion that I have and I want to pursue it all the way to the core. I, you know, my older brother's a prize fighter. Um, and you know, he pursued that, you know, he, 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 he wanted to be the one to say, I want to go against the grain and do what everyone else in my culture and community says that I can't do. And I want to be able to be the one to do it. Cause let me tell you about this, man. There's an inferiority complex that Pakistani Americans have, man. I'm, I, and I'm just being honest, like growing up when I was, when I was going to school or when I was, um, mingling with other Pakistanis, um, or South Asians or, 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 or really anyone that, you know, second generation, you know, immigrant, they were always, always like, you know what, you know, they, they were happy in their bubble. They were happy to say, yeah, 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 if somebody, like, mocks them or makes fun of them or, or starts, you know, making fun of their accents or, or the, way they, they, the way they talk, the way they act, or people call them funny, they just back away, and they're just like, you know what, we're not in a position. This is what they say, we're not in a position to counter that because that's the mainstream. Like, those are the mainstream people that are in the media and they'll always get the better of you. The, the, the you know, they'll always get the, 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 the end of the laugh on you. You know, they don't never, you'll never get the last laugh on you. And I'm just like, no, hell no. I'm like, no, bro. I, I, I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be an inferior person. If somebody's going to mock me, diss me, laugh at me, or, or they try to embarrass me because of my color, the pigment on my skin, I'm like, I'm fighting back. I got that from my older brother. He said, fight back. Don't ever take nothing from nobody, no matter what ethnicity culture or race they are you are not inferior to no man on this earth and that's my passion bro i had a dream to be the greatest like ali i was this and my college was acknowledged there's a problem because i brawl any mc you ever would see never you see they wanted with me face to face or eye to eye they knew that they would die that night dynamite sight my mic like i had a water fight all the days and nights hip hop became a part of my life Quenched my thirst like water was like The air I breathed through my windpipe If I could be the illest, the realest, the rowdiest, loudest voice Then that's what I'd be Hungry, I was studying school
school At the same time bloody and fools Lyrically, what was in me That I got fans believing in me I rattled the battle, the battle that boat Cut it to those, what kept me afloat Went to the radio battle some more Got the first building to let the game know Got to the city, got to the web Spread it, embedded it right to their head No matter whatever competitor said I was what, What's next for Lazarus? Man, Lazarus um, Lazarus is on the, on the move right now, man I, I feel like I feel blessed to be in this position where my music is, is actually reaching out and, and touching a lot of very, very important people. Uh, I'm actually headed to Russell Simmons' house on September 16th uh, over here in, uh, in L.A. I've actually been appointed on his host committee with, uh, with the likes of the president of Paramount, the vice president of NBC, chairman, CEO of Universal, Kevin Lyles of Def Jam. I'm on that, I'm on that private committee with Russell Simmons, and I'm, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm dropping this album, uh, and I'm dropping that November, December, uh, is what I'm looking at right now. And, you know, I got, you know, cut coming up with Royce the five, nine, another one, new one, you know, got that D 12 record and, um, you know, pushing, man, constantly pushing, striving. I feel like my music caters to a, a, a brand new audience for hip hop international market, you know, that, that's completely untapped people that don't have a voice in mainstream hip hop. I'm not trying to be underground hip hop artist, man. I feel like I want to, I want to try to break through and, and break through into the commercial realm and, and try to, um, what I mean by that is I want to break through to a large audience. Like I want to be able to have my music at such a level of exposure that, you know, that people can really start looking at it and, and gain something. It's not for me, man. Like you said, you know, people go out and say, oh, I want to be the greatest, the illest, the best thing people have ever seen. Please, I'm, I don't, I'm in a position right now where I'm not hungry for any kind of money from hip-hop. I don't want any kind of fame from hip-hop. I just want people to be able to get even 1% of inspiration from what I've accomplished because I literally live a comic book life, and I want people to know that this isn't a fantasy. It's a reality. You make it that, and you can make it that. So I want to do that, and um, you know, and, and all the college kids, man. Every kid going to college in, in the world can relate to my story. And when a record label tells me my story is not fit for hip hop, you know, my answer to that is, okay. So you're telling me that nobody goes to college and listens to hip hop. You're telling me that nobody uh, in the Middle East or South Asia or India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, no, no, no people over there listen to hip hop. I'm like, come on, man. You don't know what you're talking about. Right, and 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 of course, the best way for people to kind of continue to you know, be look out for what you're doing. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Hit them with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at LAV Detroit, um, you know, they can find my music. Uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can search me on, you know, they verified me on Facebook. You search, search, search out Lazarus on Facebook. You'll find me on there. And, um, man, just look out for me. I just did, uh, I was just on shade 45 last week with Sway, man. He was really happy with what he heard. So I was really happy about that, too. Lazarus, thank you so much for joining me on The Library with Tim Meinenkel on RapStation.com. It's an absolute pleasure, my man. Cause I'm a walk, talk, eat, sleep, breathe like a living sick and time bomb, bombing them. The way I redefine the parliament with every rhyme I spit, I'm King Solomon. Swear solemnly, every time I make a mark, I'm raising sharp as Donovan. Brought up, surrounded by these fake rappers, and I set fire to all of them like Empire Autumn. And I slaughter on them on strike, straight killer. Sick of sickle, 
hell was sound I'ma shut out the Jake Diller Rip the patella Off the fella Try to run in my Oscar fella I'm the gorilla Cause the gorilla Warfare Why you bitter Stop it or pop on the top of this You swallow down your esophagus When I play JDMCs at once You call me Doc Octopus Cause I could just flow Butterflies Think like a bee Muhammad Ali Ever since I cast without a criminal Sweet turn of the Jedi Go against me You were dead man I'm the new funk doctor Cheer call me I'm red man I'm a little man. crazy I'm a little goo-goo People wanna tell me What they gon' do I don't ever listen, y'all keep missing Can't stop my plans, I'm a man on a mission I could be a surgeon, cutting that pituitary I could be a wordsmith, cutting that vocabulary I could be the illest rapper that you ever heard I could be a killer in the city of the birds I could be a soldier, running through that military I could be a hustler, steady through the naked money I could be the chemicals running in your brain I could be that cocaine running through your veins Hey yo, tolerate it or don't tolerate I'ma dominate, another sign of Satan Another abomination, it must be designed of fate For me to come around, dun dun and annihilate Now I'm great, sparkle like a diamond Leaving you confused like alcoholics with no diamonds When I come rumbling, you stumbling the second I'm in You know you never gonna win, no blizzard of thunder is breaking my wind They're taking me in, when I'm shooting I'm switching like Jeremy Lin On a quest for respect like a reefer Cup the world like fever, speak to you The speaker's taking you higher than a reefer Living in America, snakes So about your body like I was the reaper You would see this tower, baby, I'm a Bush Khalifa I don't need a green card or a visa To release the beast at ease Just to pat it right on between pages on my zebra I get up to 120, then I speed up I'm a little crazy, I'm a little goo-goo People wanna tell me what they gon' do I don't ever listen, y'all keep missing Can't stop my plans, I'm a man on the mission I could be a surgeon Cutting that pituitary, I could be a wordsmith Cutting that vocabulary, I could be the illest rapper that you ever heard I could be a killer in the city of the birds I could be a soldier, running through that military I could be a hustler, steady building, making money I could be the chemicals running through your brain I could be that cocaine running through your veins Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.